Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. 636, Nashville's Morning News on Super Talk 99.7 WTN. Welcome on in, and there is so much going on. So glad that I have the Heritage Foundation's Hans von Spakovsky, uh, who joins us on the uh, Super Talk hotline. Hans, thank you, as always, for joining us. You know, at some point, I'll learn how to say your name. I've only been interviewing you, like, you know, for, what, 10 years now? And I shank it about yeah, once you- every three or four times. Well, you know, at, listen, my, my dad just didn't uh, didn't anglicize his name like so many other immigrants when they when they got to the U.S. It's all good. Now, of course, the uh, big story of the day, Donald Trump claiming immunity uh, regarding charges related to the 2020 election. There's, I guess, a three uh, a, a three judge panel. And I'm reading about this in the um, on the Hill and a couple of other places as well. The president, uh, former president, made his claim yesterday, number one, saying he didn't do anything wrong. He is also, yes, claiming immunity, meaning that as a president, he cannot be charged in this situation. Uh, the Hill and I think one or two other places say that the um, the three judge panel was skeptical of Trump's defense. What's your take on all this? Well, I think they probably got that right because about the judges. But then, look, he wasn't going into a friendly courtroom. It's a three-judge panel of the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. That's the level right below the U.S. Supreme Court. And of the three judges, uh, two of them are recent Biden appointees. <laughs> and, you know, uh, Joe Biden has been appointing some of the most ideologically partisan uh, judges in American history. So they, they're, they're not about to be friendly to Donald, to Donald Trump. Um, a lot of people are looking at this as if, well, this is just crazy, this idea of presidential immunity. It's not. It, it, um, it derives from sovereign immunity, which, which basically means, look, you can't sue the government unless the government lets you do it. And that goes all the way back uh, to English common law. You know, that, that's been the concept for hundreds of years. He, the key question here is this. Was the president engaging in his official duty? when he was questioning the outcome of the 2020 election? Or was he engaging in private acts that wouldn't be covered? Where do you draw the line? And that's what the issue is in this case. It's interesting, uh, Hans, because you could very – I mean I would make the argument, and I'm sure that his, uh, his representation is, that he was acting in the best interest of uh, America – when he was asking for, you know, audits, he's asking for, you know, confirmation of of the electors and the votes and all these at the ballots and all these things. So it, it does seem to me and I don't want to necessarily relitigate everything that we saw heading uh, out of the election of 2020 when we started talking about the ballots and all of these other things. But you could make the argument that the president was looking out for America's best interest because he wanted a free and fair election. Oh, no, that's that is absolutely right. And that is the argument he's making. And, you know, add into that the fact that uh, 
as the head of the executive branch, he has a duty to enforce the law. Well, there's all kinds of federal laws, uh, including, for example, the Voting Rights Act, that lay out what the rules are for a fair, honest, non-discriminatory election. There's also uh, the Electoral Count Act, right? That's the federal law that governs the certification of votes from electoral uh, college votes from the states and how it's uh, uh, the, the counting is then conducted in Congress. And I, the, Trump can make the argument. The argument he's making is that he was carrying out his duties when it comes to enforcing federal laws, and particularly um, the various aspects of the Electoral Count Act uh, to make sure that Congress was not certifying um, the votes from particular states if if there had been illegal activities going on. And that's the argument that he's making. I, I could tell you, uh, this three-judge panel, I have no doubt, is going to rule against him. Uh, the, court of, the full Court of Appeals probably will rule against him, too, because it's overwhelmingly staffed by liberals. This will get to the Supreme Court. But it's going to be a while before it gets there. So is, it's safe to say, I mean, that if the Supreme Court gets this, that they'll rule in favor of Donald Trump. What do you do? You have any bold predictions on no, that? No, no, I don't know because, like I said, the the difficulty is where do you draw the line yeah. between him uh, carrying out his official duties and acting in his private capacity? And and hmm. uh, there's no clear. There's no clear lines here. But I think that it's I think that he would get a, a, a fair shake at the Supreme Court level. I mean, you got three, yes. three of the judges that are, you know, were actually appointed by him. However, uh, their their job is to strictly look at the Constitution and figure out, you know, these cases and how it applies to the Constitution. So at the very least. So let's say it goes to the Supreme Court and let's just say for the sake of argument that. They decide that the president was actually acting uh, on his own interest and and not necessarily on behalf of the American people. What happens? Well, that would clear the deck for the criminal prosecution being conducted by Jack Smith uh, to continue. But that prosecution has a lot of other problems. I tell you, one of the most peculiar things that happened yesterday, Dan, is that um, Ed Meese, former attorney general of the United States under Ronald Reagan, actually my former boss at the Heritage Foundation, he filed a really intriguing amicus brief in the case in which he argued that Jack Smith's appointment as a special counsel was illegal, that the uh, attorney general of the United States, and he's a former attorney general, doesn't have the power to hire a private citizen and give him basically even more powers than a U.S. attorney. Why? Because U.S. attorneys have to be nominated by the president and confirmed by the Senate, and Jack Smith's never done that. When the judges started asking Trump's lawyers about that issue yesterday, Trump's lawyers said, oh, we're not prepared to argue uh, that issue. I, I was just shocked that they did not go full bore on on that argument. Because if true, that makes the entire prosecution by Jack Smith illegal. Well, and I mean, I, I don't want to bag on Trump's representation, but I mean, that has been discussed. I mean, I've, I've read about right. that. I think you and I have been discussing that before. So that's not exactly a new concept. 
uh, good for the amicus brief. I think that's great, but I'm just it, I'm a little. St- how, what do you think of Trump's representation? Because there's some people who are friends of Donald Trump, who support Donald Trump, who are a lot smarter than me about legal stuff, who say that the representation isn't the greatest. I, I, I don't know how to judge. Look, I, I'm, I'm not going to put in any specific criticisms of, of any particular lawyers, but I will say this. Uh, big law has gotten so political yep. and, frankly, uh, so uh, so controlled by liberal interests that uh, the big law firms, for example, they won't provide representation to Donald Trump on, on any cases. And and that's just astonishing because apparently it's okay to provide representation uh, to the terrorists at Guantanamo Bay, but if you provide representation to Donald Trump, um, not only will you get drummed out of your law firm, but the bar state bar associations will come after you too because that's happening all over the country. Yeah, you're guilt by association. All right, very quickly, um, Fulton County GA. Uh, Fulton County, Georgia, prosecutor, uh, this is in the headlines today, Fannie Willis, uh, met with Joe Biden twice before charging Donald Trump with election interference. So I I think the implication here, and this is all over the place this morning, I think the implication here is some, what, coordination between the Georgia uh, prosecutor and Joe Biden to try and take out Donald Trump legally by arranging for him to be charged with election interference? Well, yeah, and and that is, boy, if if true, that is uh, that is quite shocking. Um, that would mean that the uh, part, the political party in power in the White House is using abusing law enforcement powers to take out their potential opposition candidate. That's the kind of thing that happens in third world countries, not the United States. Now, Fannie Willis has even worse problems. Uh, a motion was filed yesterday saying that she's been having an affair with a private lawyer who she hired as a special prosecutor in her case and who she has paid over half a million dollars in attorney's fees. Uh, and he apparently has used some of that money to pay for expensive vacations yep. for the two of them. So not only does she have potential ethics problems, but that's a potential violation of federal law. It's called honest services fraud. That's when uh, a vendor is asked to basically pay a kickback <laughs> to their um, and, um, their employer. And apparently, she neither got the permission of the county government to hire this special counsel or to get approval for paying him, all of which is a, is a violation of state law. So she's got, uh, if true, she's got very big problems. And and the, the defendant who filed the motion said she and her entire office need to be recused from carrying on this prosecution. Well, you, they're talking about $654,000 in yeah. legal fees that this guy has been paid. So what does this do to Donald Trump's case, the, the, their case against Trump? Well, what has to happen is that the judge who's overseeing the prosecution, he's got to hold a separate hearing to explore these issues and look at the evidence on this and decide whether 
if, if this is true, uh, whether Fannie Willis, and like I said, everyone in her office is recused from this prosecution. If that happened, it would mean that some other county DA would have to decide whether to uh, take up the case. But if he finds it to be true, that is the judge, uh, he needs to also refer it to the state attorney general for a potential pro- investigation, prosecution yeah. under state law, to the U.S. attorney for potential prosecution under federal law, and to the state bar association to investigate uh, ethical violations. The, the corruption on the side of the Democrats, it, it, I don't know why I'm always astounded because it always seems to be you know, consistent with – you know, one story after another. What's the common denominator with yeah. all of this uh, corruption? It's the Democrats. All right. Uh, very quickly, because I'm running out of time, uh, Hans, but I know that you are uh, deeply involved in talking about, you know, our problems at the southern border and Alejandro Mayorkas. The uh, impeachment hearings begin today. Do you have any predictions as to what's going to happen there? Oh, I think he he will be impeached and he should be because he has not only neglected his duties, he has deliberately and intentionally broken the law to allow literally millions of illegal aliens into the country. And that is worth being impeached. But, so, but, and I'm, I, I keep, I'm confused by this because that also implicates Joe Biden because it's Biden's policies. So, I mean, I, what do you do with that? Is there like a disconnect between, like, is there a, a wall where, it's a high crime and misdemeanor or whatever with the Alejandro Mayorkas, but it's not with Joe Biden because it's Biden's policies. Oh, no. It, it, Biden also, I think, ought to be subject to potential impeachment if he has been telling uh, the head of DHS, I want you to break federal immigration law and allow these individuals in. That is grounds for impeachment. OK, so. And then that's all going to come out in the wash as this these uh, hearings get started. Uh, if he is impeached, and I don't know if he will be, but if he actually is impeached, uh, then it, it's he was asked the question. Mayorkas was asked the question the other day: Will you step down if uh, you are impeached? And he didn't answer the question. He basically obfuscated and said some other nonsense that Alejandro Mayorkas does. So, what if he refuses to step down? Well, then, uh, if he doesn't step down, then uh, if they do vote an impeachment resolution, a trial will have to be held by the U.S. Senate. All right. There you go. Fun to watch and uh, very much appreciated. Hans von Spakovsky, have a great rest of day and rest of week. It is 652 on Super Talk 99.7. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.